What is going on, everybody? This is Mike Hughes, and you're listening to Mike on the Mic, everything sports-related podcast. Today is 4th of July weekend. I hope everybody's having an amazing 4th of July. I hope everybody's being safe. Don't be fucking stupid. If you're going to throw a half stick of dynamite, at least look to where you're throwing it and make sure you throw it in enough time and don't blow off your fucking fingers because every single 4th of July... There's always something that goes down. There's always something crazy. So with that being said, I hope everybody has a safe and happy weekend. Have a couple beers. Hang out with your friends and loved ones and family. And and, and just overall, just have a great, chill weekend, man. I feel like everybody deserves that. Um, But going into this episode, we're going to be talking about something we haven't talked about on the podcast version of Mike on the Mic. You can go on the YouTube channel and find interviews with Candace Parker, Courtney Vandersloot, Allie Quigley, Rebecca Gardner, and many more. And week-to-week, game-to-game highlights and conversations. Skytown, my own podcast on the side. It's a part of Mike on the Mic and the All Sports All Plays Network. Definitely check out the All Sports All Plays Network on all social media platforms. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, what Fox D Network, whatever it may be. Definitely check it out. I've been doing Skytown this entire season. It has been a treat. It has been so much fun to be able to be a part of the WNBA and be a part of Chicago Sky Media. I've been in games, press conferences. I've sat down at practices with James Wade and so many other individuals throughout the Chicago Sky organization. And it has just been a blessing. I sat down and got to talk to Becky Hammond, uh, the Las Vegas Aces, and and former uh, assistant coach to Greg Popovich and the San Antonio Spurs in the NBA. I mean, it's just been... And I, I don't say all this to flex it or or have kind of like, you know, just those cocky conversations, but I just want to express how much fun and genuine fun I've been having for the first time in a long time. Um, obviously, podcasting is, is my passion and I love doing it, um, but just doing the same old stuff sometimes gets a little old. So being able to go out there and actually, you know, have these conversations and pick the brains of players and, and assistant coaches and coaching staffs, it, it's a lot of fun because it's, it's, it's more interesting than just 
you guys listening to me speak. And, and I know how it can be listening to a podcast where there's only one person. So it, it's definitely something right now to where I'm just loving it. And the first 20 games have officially wrapped up for the Chicago Sky season. We're heading into All-Star break. I'm going to be at the All-Star game at Wintrust Arena. Um, hopefully get to see individuals like obviously CP3, uh, Diana Taurasi, Brianna Stewart, and so many others. Um, super excited about it. Can't wait for it to really kick off and just go crazy. But if you haven't already and you want to see every single individual recap of every game of the Chicago Sky so far from 1 to 20, you definitely can. You can check it out on Mike on the Mic uh, podcast YouTube. It's the same logo as this one. It's, it's, you can literally see my face on there. Um, every single episode is titled Sky Town, so definitely check that out. Um, it's, it's great. We have interviews with players, Rebecca Gardner. It, it's just a lot of fun. Um, but today, if you if you don't have enough time for that, we're going to be recapping the first 20 games of the season and truly how I feel about the Chicago Sky moving forward, especially with the trade deadline coming up. Um, really, do we see them making any moves or we do, do we think they're perfectly intact? Um, right now, the Chicago Sky are first in the Eastern Conference, which is a lot better than they were at this time last year, you know, barely finishing 500. Um, the Chicago Sky are 15 and 5. I mean, that's, that's exactly what we want to be at. You know, the Connecticut Sun, who we just stomped, you know, are 14. 13 and 7, the Mystics, the Washington Mystics, pardon me, are 13 and 10, the Atlanta Dreamer 10 and 11, the New York Liberty 8 and 12, and the Fever are 5 and 17. Looks like the Fever have no shot at climbing back. Um, in the Western Conference, the Las Vegas Aces are 15 and 6, the Seattle Storm, Sue Bird's last ride, it's, it's been, you know, an honor watching her play as long as she has with, and especially now playing with Brianna Stewart, uh, they're 13 and 8. Uh, the Las Vegas Sparks. I mean, Liz Cambage is really doing her thing. They're in that third seed. Uh, they're nine and eleven. The Dallas Wings are nine and twelve. Diana Taurasi without BG and is is really lacking right now. I mean, and and it speaks volumes. We're we're definitely going to be able to get into that in a different conversation. And if you want an all WNBA podcast or just TV show, check out the All Sports All Plays Network, Beyond the Rim. Megan Price, Alana Trapp, and myself do that every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Uh, Central Time, 8 p.m. Eastern, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but it's so much fun, and, and, we, and we dive into all of that to why the Phoenix Mercury are having so much problems. Um, you know, right now they're 9-13 and 13 on the season, which isn't, you know, horrible. They're still fighting for that third seed because of how, you know, Let's let's not say that the West is shitty, but they're they're not even close to being the Eastern Conference right now. Um, but a big part of it is is you know BG being gone, BG being restrained in Russia right now, potentially facing ten years of prison time. It's a whole conversation now. Skylar Diggins Smith is 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 hooping for real, um, but the entire offense is predicated around uh, Brittany Griner. I mean, and that's just the reality of the situation. Um, but with that being said, you know, it, it just speaks volume. So if you want to hear more about that, definitely check out Beyond the Rim. Um, and then the Minnesota Lynx are 7 and 15. But I mean, overall, it's not bad. It's not bad at all for, for a lot of these teams. There, there's a lot of room to be able to wiggle into a playoff spot. You saw the Sky last year. They weren't the favorite. You know, if you look at their numbers and them winning games, um, but the reality of the situation is, you know, nothing matters until playoffs. And I, you know, in the case of the Phoenix Mercury, I think the writing is on the walls um, unless they can trade at the trade deadline for a legitimate big. Um, but then again, it's like, you know, you don't know the Brittany Griner situation. So why trade for a big if she's going to come back um, or if she's going to be gone the next 10 years? So it, it's, it's really complicated. It's really complicated. But for the case of the Chicago Sky, 
right now, where are we at? How do we feel? And what do we think this team needs to do to be able to run it back and really go back to back? I mean, personally, myself right now, and it's, it's, totally, it's totally biased, um, but I don't think they need to make a single move. I really don't. And, and the reason I don't think they need to make a single move is because they really have everything. The biggest part of all of it, um, and, and this is why I would say they don't need to make a move, is because of the bench. It really is. Dana Evans is a sniper. Dana Evans is a three-point splash sister. I mean, she can get it done, and she can really electrify an offense on that second unit, as can Rebecca Gardner. I mean, Rebecca Gardner and Azrae Stevens' connection lately has just been amazing. And then Rebecca Gardner defensively is one of the best defensive guards in this league. And that's that's saying a lot but a little because everybody's known Rebecca for a very long time and now the WNBA is finally getting a taste of Rebecca Gardner even though this is her rookie year she's played overseas her majority of her whole life I mean that's that's the reality obviously she went to UCLA um California girl and and you know she can hope for real but she played overseas she's in her 30s now it's it's definitely maturing um, and, and just being able to understand the game from a more physical perspective playing overseas. She comes back over here, and, and she's walking all over everybody. You look at Dana Evans, Rebecca Gardner, Azaree Stevens taking on that leadership-type role this season has been huge. I've interviewed her a couple times kind of just speaking on that, and she's taking it fully, fully taking that challenge by the neck and just going for it. I mean, I, I love every minute of that. I think one of the biggest things right now for me is just looking at this team and looking at the weaknesses. And, and I really don't see any. I, I know everybody says, well, they're older. You know, you got to rest them more. It's not really the case because Candace Parker's had two triple-doubles this season. You know what I mean? And, and sure, there's games where she has four points. But it's also the very beginning of the season who gives a shit. You know what I mean? And it's not a who gives a shit. Obviously, she still cares. Obviously, the team still cares. But if you're focusing on game six of Candace Parker's six points, and that's not an exact stat or game log, but it's definitely an example. Um, you know, it's definitely just that you're not watching basketball. And that's the reality of the situation. So for me... You know, I, I love what this team's doing. I love every minute of it. Emma Miesemann has been huge defensively, her blocks per game. Julie Allman, I mean, has been uh, outstanding, outstanding defensively. Has over 100 blocks in, like, her first two and a half weeks. That is insane. Or not 100 blocks. Um, pardon me. 100 offensive rebounds, if I'm not mistaken, or defensive rebounds. I forget the exact stat. But she's killing it. From, from a rebounding perspective, she is doing her thing. Um, and, and that just makes it so much easier for everybody else. Lee is is doing her job as well. Ruthie's doing her job. I mean, everybody's doing their thing from top to bottom. There's not one wink, weak link on this team. And, and I love every minute of that. I, I'm here for it. James Wade is definitely here for it. I think it's definitely that conversation of understanding, you know, this is exactly what we need to be right now. Because a lot of people get these hangovers and they think they're the best in the league and they think this and that. These women don't. These women come in there every single game ready to play, ready to put in work. I watch them go up against uh, DePaul basketball players every single, pra- uh, every single practice. It's, it's hilarious to see them just shitting on people. Like, it, it, no matter who it is, no matter who it is, even if it's against each other, they're just going at it. And, and it's, it's great. It's great to see the competitiveness and the drive throughout this team and throughout this organization. Um, and, and it really does give me a good understanding of what this season's going to be. Now, obviously, last year was my first year really talking about the WNBA, um, you know, from a from a reporting standpoint or from a broadcasting standpoint. And obviously, like, th- there was a lot I didn't understand. 
because I've watched the Chicago Sky for years. That's the thing. I remember the Elena Della Don days. I remember all these other times where, you know, this team wasn't getting the love and support that they deserved. I remember the early days of Diamond to Shields and, and what she meant to the city of Chicago. But the reality is if you're not at the game, then you don't even know. And, and that's why I keep telling everybody in every Skytown episode, go to Wintrust.com or go to StubHub or the WNBA.com, Chicago Sky website, wherever you need to go to get your tickets and get them. It's so much fun. I literally, now I am, I've been watching this team for years. I'm going to sit here and I'm going to publicly apologize for my ignorance of not being able to go to a game. Not even just not being able to go, not taking the time into actually physically going to a game. I go to the game during the playoffs last year. Um, I think it was one of the first rounds. And then I hear everybody in the crowd yelling, Schlute, you know, when, when, she's, when she's hitting down or knocking down a three. In my head, I heard booing. I didn't hear Schlute. I heard boo. And I thought everybody was booing Courtney Vandersloot. And I said that on the podcast. And that's the craziest part. And I haven't even had this conversation with her. But it's that part of of the fandom. It's the fan aspect of it that you don't even know. You know, and the music that plays during the game. I mean, I love when Candace Parker (laughs) hits a bucket and you hear, Hi, Miss Parker. Like, it's, it's amazing. It is amazing. The atmosphere is so sick. You have Twista, you have Chance the Rapper, you have so many other individuals that are coming to see these women hoop and, and it is and, and performing. It, it's just so much fun. The drummer boys, the drum line, it, it's, it's amazing. And, and I keep talking about that because honestly, I feel like the Chicago Sky are one of the arenas in the WNBA and I've scoped it out throughout watching other games and just having conversations with other reporters. The Sky travel deep. The Sky fans travel deep. Chicago really does show up for these women. And maybe it wasn't always that way. I'm, I'm going to be completely honest. And I, I do understand that there was a time where nobody was really going to these games um, very early on it, it, when, the, when the team was founded. But they've really made a fandom for themselves. They've made a community. They've made a culture. And, and it's so dope. It's so much fun. Um, and to be led by one of the toughest guys that there is in the game, in the coaching world, James Wade is just is just that dude. Like there's there's two people in the WNBA I fear the most. You know what I mean? Like if I had to compete against them, it's Becky Hammond and James Wade. And Becky Hammond is definitely one A. James Wade has to be one B. Um, I might even put James at two because Becky, she's the sweetest person. Don't get it twisted. She's the nicest person. But when it's time to go. It's time to go. And, and she puts that face on. She's re- that game face. And just she's ready to go. And, and, and she is not playing around. But it, it's definitely a part of it. It's definitely a part of it, the fans and all of it. And that's why I took that moment to even say that. I have had such a change of heart in how I view fans in a basketball game, especially in the WNBA. Because most of the time, it's pretty, it's pretty evened out. You know, you have your fans there, um, but it's not too crazy. But the Chicago Sky, being at the majority of every home game this season, I've just seen so much, and I've had so much fun. Um, you know, we have four All-Stars this year, Kalia Copper. Obviously, Kaz been putting in that work after we courted her and then signed her to an extension. Um, she's really living up to it. And, and being that finals MVP last year in the championship run, that's exactly what we wanted her to do. Um, you know, she's still not statistically there yet of where I think she can be. Uh, but that's that's perfectly fine when you have people like Candace Parker, Emma Mieseman, uh Courtney Vandersloot, and Allie Quigley in the same starting lineup as you. Like, that's that's going to happen. 
You know what I mean? Like she gets her touches and she takes she takes advantage of those opportunities. And when there's games, CP rests, she goes off. So, I mean, it's definitely something to where, you know, Kai's going to have her moment and this is going to be the face of her. This She's going to be the face of this franchise, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we, we obviously have Ka. We have CP. You know, Candace makes another all-star appearance. She's the only all-star starter. The three reserves are Emma Mieseman, um, I believe, Courtney Vandersloot, and then Ka, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but, yeah, man, it, I mean, it's, it's just been so much fun. Like, I, I can't even stress it enough. Every single individual on this team from top to bottom has just been stepping up. And it's 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 fun to see, man. It's a lot of fun to see. It's something that I didn't know we'd even have to even talk about. I mean, Emma Mieseman, um has just been defensively just such an issue, and, and for for offenses, not for us, for offenses, she is just there and she is ready to go. And then you have Allie Quigley still putting up nineteen points and five rebounds in a game um, the other day, and and that's that's the best part about all of it is you know Courtney Vandersloot. Um, just completely dominating everybody else. I mean, it's it's just been a blast, man. Um, Candace Parker, you know, she's the first player in WNBA history to record six thousand points, three thousand rebounds, and uh, fifteen hundred, a thousand five hundred assists. I mean, that's that's exactly what we want to see. That's what Chicago deserves. And obviously, we got our Bulls, and and we got Zach Levine back, and. We just brought in Gordon Drogic, which is a conversation for another day. We're definitely going to have that podcast come out as well. Andre Drummond, it, Dalen Terry. It's been a blast. It's been a blast. But these women right here are champions from top to bottom. Every single one of them is a champion. I mean, it, even Emma. I mean, we have, this is the first time three WNBA Finals MVPs have played on the court together at the same time on the same team. That's Emma Misame, uh Candace Parker and, and Kalia Copper. I mean, that's that's history. And keeping it a buck, let's say Courtney Vandersloot wins it this year. Let's say she wins 2022-2023 finals MVP. I mean, that's four. I mean, that's that's outstanding. That is outstanding, and that is exactly what we need. That is exactly what this team is going to be built on. I'm super excited about it. I just can't wait for the Chicago Sky to just keep going on the second half of this season. And it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun, and I'm really excited about it. I think a lot of people are snoozing on the fact that, you know, we're already a complete team. And I think I'm even snoozing on that fact because I, I keep thinking in the back of my head, okay, but what about the hangover? What about the second half of the season? Everybody needs to finish the season healthy. And, of course, that's true. And, of course, you know, a lot can still happen in a very short period of time. Um, but if going into the season healthy, finishing it off, I don't see anybody who could give us a problem in this league. I, I truly don't. I truly don't. And if you do, please message me. Please have these conversations. I'd love to talk. I mean, here, here's my thing. I'll never get too high. I'll never get too low. And James Wade screams that as well. I think that's something that I've really just been noticing is, you know, we'll lose to the Indiana Fever, get absolutely smacked, and then we'll beat the Vegas Aces and the, and the Connecticut Sun back-to-back games. Like, and we'll smack both of them around. Like, that's, that's what it is. That's the league. You know, it, you never know. Any given night, that's how you're supposed to take every single game because you're not supposed to take one too lightly. You're not supposed to take one too serious. But the reality is... When I look at the Las Vegas Aces, a big part of their problem, and I feel like this is where the trade deadline is going to be huge, depending on what teams do. You look at their bench. The first time they played us, they were up 18 to 20 points. And we climbed back and lost by four. And their bench scored zero 
points. And that's happened a couple times where they scored less than five to 10 points as a unit, as a whole second unit, they've done nothing. So when I look at the Chicago sky, when everybody's hitting and everybody's just doing their thing, I mean, the sky is the limit because sometimes our, our, our second unit is, is playing better than our first unit. Like that's the reality of it. So I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I think it's super exciting and I can't wait to just see more. But like I said, if you guys want to check out more episodes and see more dope interviews with Courtney Vandersloot, James Wade, Candace Parker, uh, Allie Quigley, Rebecca Gardner, Emma Miesemann, the, the entire cast. I think we've had literally everybody. Um, the only people we haven't interviewed so far is Ruthie and Lee. Um, and because of their limit, their minuted limits, I, I don't know when we're going to be able to actually interview them just because, you know, it's just a player of the game type thing. That's when they bring out for the press conferences. Um, so when they ball out and they have their moment, we'll definitely try to get an interview with them um, or we'll try to catch them during practice. But with that being said, definitely check out Skytown on Mike on the Mic podcast on YouTube. You can check out every single recap episode of the Chicago Sky there. With that being said, this is Mike Hughes from Mike on the Mic from the All Sports All Plays Network. Thank you guys for listening and peace. And have, again, have a safe and happy 4th of July, everybody. Um, I'm just kicking it here with my dog Rizzo, and, and we're just going to chill out for the rest of the night because I think it's supposed to rain in a little bit. But thank you guys for listening again. Go watch some great basketball. Go watch some baseball. Right now I'm watching Boston versus Tampa. Uh, 2-0 Boston right now in the 7th. So I'll keep you guys posted on that. But thank you guys for listening again and peace.